Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Black and Blurred. Hi. That's Darren. That's me. I'm Brandon. We back in here. We got our boy Joey with us. It Joey, what up? What it do? God bless you. Grace and peace to you guys. Yeah, same to you, man. We are glad to be back doing another episode. We've been pacing ourselves. It's been, man, this has been a, a very volatile season just of life. This, this, I don't know, past probably two or three years, really. Oh. Um, and it's finding its culmination. But um, we are back with another episode, and today we are talking about things that we forget. Things that we forget. I our, uh, Was it our last episode where we were going through um, what are we witnessing? Was that one of the last episodes? It was about, yeah, it was about two episodes ago. So the whole point of that was us, for us to address um, kind of like this swirling observation of all this mess that we're seeing and then asking the question, what exactly is going on around us? All these feuds and all this false information and all these um, uh, factions being created and all this division divisiveness and all this rhetoric, what's going on? Um, and there's something sinister and dark underneath of that. Uh, and so we want to highlight that those types of, I guess, tactics and motives actually bleed into a lot of things that we ourselves, and I'm being generous by incorporating because I know that there are some things I've actually taken part in as well, but we ourselves take part in those deceptive principles and deceptive tactics. We see things displayed in neon lights on the TV and out in the, the world and we get the marching orders and then we say, okay, let's go out and march. And then a couple of months go down the line and we're not marching about it anymore. Not only do we stop marching, maybe some contrary information about the thing we were marching against in the first place comes out and we have nothing to say about it. And it just goes on until the next what election cycle where we're told what to be angry about once again, what to hate about one another once again. And then we get right back to the circle. So we're going to go through a list of things that we forget, things that we've forgotten. We're going to address some information. We're going to address information based on our observation and based on some facts that we bring to the table as well. And so if there's something that you see that you vehemently disagree with, we want to hear from you. Yeah. If there's something that you see and it rubs you the wrong way and you just don't like it, we want to hear from you. We want to talk to you about it because our, our desire is for the truth to be shared. We're not here representing any earthly team. It's not our desire. It's not our goal. We don't belong to our earthly team. And so as we observe and as we see people taking hold of certain things, our desire is to make sure the truth goes forward and people respond accordingly. So what's the first thing? I think um, one of the more vitriolic conversations is uh, – Police brutality. Will we agree? Yeah. That's been, yeah, that's been like a, and a thing for a while. And so now here's something that's important about police brutality. Police brutality fits well into the thing that we were talking about early, uh, last episode, is because it's something that it can exist, but then something that's been weaponized for a greater purpose. Right. Right. Yeah. So you have people, police officers that have been brutal towards citizens, that have been brutal towards black Americans, Latin Americans. And then the, the existence of that reality has now been weaponized for divisiveness that 
is purposed for greater reasons. Don't let tragedies go to waste, right? We talked about this. Mm-hmm. Um, but we we have uh, kind of like the conversation rises and falls based on what our TV tells us to talk about. I don't hear many people talking about police brutality right now. Have you are there, have have you guys heard of any stories of police brutality in the last? I don't know, maybe two months, three months. No. You know, for for the epidemic, it was certainly certainly place to be. I don't know why that would just stop. Like that's exactly day. my point. It's yeah. it's not. I, I wouldn't dare. I don't think any of us would dare say there isn't a police officer that has done something illegal in the past three months. I think it exists. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I, but I think it's always existed. But like what you said, Joe, it's like when we're presented with the information, it's saying, "Whoa, I can't." The language that we literally hear is, "I can't go outside without the fear of being murdered." I, and I'm just wondering, are black people outside today? <laughs> I, I, that, that's all. That's all. I, that's what I want to ask about. I remember um, during the the you know, I mean, we had a whole season of things, and I want to read some statistics that were brought up in Vody Balkum's book Fault Lines, uh, where he talks about one. Um, there's the a, a large number of police that were killed in 2015. In 2015, 511 officers were killed in felonious incidents and 540 offenders from 2004 to 2013. Among the total offenders, 52% were white and 43% were back, uh, black. So you have uh, 511 officers were killed um, and you have uh, 52% of the offenders in those incidents that were killed were white and 43% were black. Now, obviously, for us, this is not a numbers game. But based on the information that's being told to us uh, and the narratives that come, you have to resort to numbers to see, hey, what are your motives in in sharing this information and this false information? Um, I think another I'm going to share one more and we can go to the next thing. Um, This is another point that was made in, in year 2016. There was a man by the name of Tony Tempa. Um, Yep. Tempa called the police and asked for help. Police arrived and they had their knee on his hands and on his back and neck. They had their knee on his hands and back and neck for about 14 minutes. Um, The demeanor of the officers uh, throughout this time were mocking and laughing. Uh, And then um, when he was unresponsive, the officer laughed and asked, is he dead? Uh, and the legal response were officers, neither neither of the officers were arrested nor charged and footage withheld for three years of this incident. And, and as far as the media and the public response, no one knew his name and few ever heard of his case. That's right. And now, obviously, it, people can track where I'm going with that. You can juxtapose that with George Floyd. And we see two tragedies there. Mm-hmm. We see two tragedies. However, the George Floyd tragedy was weaponized for a darker purpose. It was weaponized for a darker purpose. Um, And I remember the anger and the vitriol and the divisiveness that was happening, the the broken relationships happening over the fact of police brutality. And I want people to think through, do you have relationships that are still broken today over that? And why? And are you still angry over police brutality? Um, mm. Is it still something that's worth tearing relationships apart over? Just seems to be something we've forgotten. What's next? Yeah. 
Um, another thing we've forgotten is um, mass shootings, which which is shocking to me. Actually, I don't see why that's something that wouldn't be uh, all just any any opportunity, right? I mean, I feel like there this this specifically in this climate, this administration is taking advantage of every tragedy, um, and unfortunately, people commit crimes every day. Mm-hmm. Um, but mass shootings is one of the things that I haven't you haven't really heard about since this pandemic started, which has been like two years maybe. We haven't heard about a mass shooting. Um, but what's odd about that is there have been plenty of mass shootings. Um, they just don't fit the narrative. Hmm. It's not what a, do you mean by that? <laughs> um, I think actually, you know what? I'll correct myself. There was the one in Colorado, right, where there was a white guy who killed some minorities. Mm-hmm. And then there was the one with the Asian spa. Yep. Um, oh, yeah. You know, they, they said he was a white supremacist, you know. Um, but those were the last two we heard of. And But just, I mean, shootings happen every single day, uh, specifically in inner cities, gang violence. That happens all the time. Um, and, you know, yep. I remember that the mass shooting definition changed. This was almost like maybe four years ago. It used to be six or more people um, but now I think it's four more people. Mm. It's considered a mass shooting. Um, and by that definition, I mean that's a, that's every day in Chicago. <laughs> yeah, every day <laughs> in any inner city. I mean, just just for an example, um, where did I have that right here? Um, oh no, it's in my notes here. But yeah, in Chicago during Labor Day. Oh yeah, this, this, there were sixty three people shot. Just on Labor Day yeah, weekend, and eight children. <laughs> eight children. Four of eight of the children were killed. Right. I mean, that's a tragedy. And a part of that not being uh, advantageous to bring up is the fact that Chicago is one of the strictest places. Probably the strictest for gun laws, yeah, in the country. Yep. Um, yep. So California has has looser gun laws in Chicago, which is, which is I can't odd. Imagine, yeah. Oh my God. Chicago has some of the strictest gun laws, and, and that just goes to show. I think uh, Joey said it earlier. Um, while we before we started recording, you're just like you know, it's just people are bad. It's 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 it's, it's okay. people are we're you know we're sinful. Um, yeah. And that sin doesn't doesn't know your race. <laughs> you yeah. Know? Right. Um, right. But yeah, you know, it, it was not advantageous for media. It doesn't wep- it can't weaponize that, right? You can't weaponize a bunch of black people killing each other. No. Um that would only point to healing and unity. Like, wait a second, let's let's talk about how we're killing each other and crying in the streets when a white person kills us. Mm-hmm. Um mm-hmm. it's a little uh hypocritical. That sort of bleeds into the next thing. What do you got towards Joy? Well, it actually would fall under like videos of racism. So thanks again, guys, for having me on today. And to the audience, thanks so much for tuning in today. Um, it's always a pleasure to hang out with you guys and kind of talk about the real things happening in, in the world in real time, you know, yeah. uh, through a biblical worldview. And like one of the things that <clears throat> I thought was interesting, too, is like the amount of videos of racism, right? Like uh-huh. it was a, a kind of a, incredible, the unwarranted outrage on <clears throat> just the narrative that's constantly being perpetuated through traditional channels of media consumption. Uh, that just show racism throughout the country being captured on on video. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, all, all the perpetrators will end up in prison and that won't make the news as much as the offense itself happening. So what I think it, it happens is that we end up in this, again, perpetual cycle of 
of uh, of the of, uh, focusing on the uh, on the crime itself and not on the resolution and what happens afterward. And that doesn't at any in any regard. It doesn't minimize the tragedy. Mm-hmm. It doesn't minimize the offense. Mm-hmm. But when you're constantly focused on offense, you really don't have an opportunity to reconcile. Right. Right. Um, at that point, reconciliation, the, the, I can only imagine if there was a statistic that we could cite that would even be close to accurate, it would be abysmal. Yeah. To think mm-hmm. about, you know, how how much we actually can come to like a who finally yeah. justice. Was right, served, right. You right. know what I mean? And um, and I think that's kind of unfortunate, especially when it is typically hyper focused on racism. And to your point a little bit earlier about are we still angry about blank? I think we could actually just stop at. Are you still angry? Mm mm-hmm. Because if you're still angry, you're able to be controlled. Yeah. No matter if it's 100%. a spouse, right? Through a coworker that frustrates you, mm-hmm. um, a dog that doesn't use the restroom when you want to because you <laughs> want to get back into the house. You, If you allow anger to continue to take root, you're only furthering the ability to be accountable and have to take action on that accountability. Yeah. Um, a, a, an example of this in the context of videos on racism um, was Larry Elder recently? Uh-huh. <laughs> he completely getting chased down by this woman who was wearing a monkey mask, attacked by her even, <laughs> and it, it doesn't seem to matter, right? Yeah. Um, and you know, you mentioned earlier regarding the amount of police that were murdered, right? In uh, the the Vody book, which shout out to Vody, man, that book yeah. is outrageously good, and I'm glad to hear that guy is getting back up on his health. But uh-huh. the point the point of like, you know, uh, very quick to 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 jump the gun when it comes to you know it fitting the same narrative right. uh, as far uh, you know as far as that is concerned but then it's almost as if uh black conservatives or if you're christian yeah we could just yeah. leave it there too that you, you're treated like uh the same way that we might historically look at matthew being treated by other jews yeah yeah, like yeah. You're outcasted from your own class you're a separate class second uh-huh. citizen second class citizen already yeah before any other legislation gets put into pay- place where papers are involved right? well we're, the we're irony the irony sorry to cut you off the irony is that to to be a person like a larry elder right which is generically speaking is a black conservative right mm-hmm. um to be a black conservative is to be justifiably treated in a way that uh a black liberal or white liberal says they hate racists doing if that makes sense, you know what I'm saying? They fight yeah, right. against racism. They hate the way racism is plaguing the country and the divisive uh, d- derision and hatred that comes from racism. Mm-hmm. And so they want to fight against that until you are a black conservative. And then not only if it happens to you, I'm not going to care. I might even treat you with the contempt that I say I'm actually against. Yeah. Yep. And also, I mean, yeah, I mean, I guess one of the things that I've noticed is that I don't want to sound too generic, <laughs> but uh, like white liberals have, they've done a great job of speaking and being angry on behalf mm-hmm. of minorities. Yeah. And then you have a minority speaking. It's like, whoa, 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 whoa. You don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. Quiet, quiet down yeah, there, yeah. little guy. Mm. You don't understand. Yeah. And- and there was a lot of video of that that came out. There was a video that that came out over the last year of a white woman yelling at a black cop. Uh, I think it was in D.C. Mm-hmm. Uh, and 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 by the grace of God, that video clip didn't cut way out of context because mm-hmm. this is another thing too. I think in context to video, particularly speaking to the Christians who are listening, we should be waiting until we hear the account of mm-hmm. two or more witnesses. That's right. And yet we're very quick very to jump quick. to the to, to the um. 
to the rallying side, right? Mm-hmm. Where if Brandon and, and Darren said something because I agree with them as people and as right, it, I immediately would actually take their side as if they were eyewitnesses right. when they're just as much commentating on something that we're all outside of the looking glass watching in on. Correct. Right. And so, you know, it's a shame that that's not being spoken about um, or, or addressed. I mean, how could it be right if, if it's not being addressed in the first place? I mean, I think that's an AA thing, isn't it? Like where you first you got to acknowledge, bro. <laughs> right, right, right. You, you got to you got to be willing to acknowledge it. And like, lastly, on the on the video subject, like you know, you mentioned earlier about the the white guy who shot up the uh, the Asian parlor. They mm-hmm. they very quickly wanted to paint him as a Christian as well. Yeah, right? yeah. You know, and, and Southern Baptist or not, I mean, at the end of the day, um, it, the it was more of waiting for that story to finally come out because there had been enough of other videos that had surfaced showing minorities being the really the perpetrators yeah. against mm-hmm. Asians. And the and, and all of that was a blind eye until the white guy shot up the Asian parlor and they were like, you see? Yeah. Right. right. You see? You see? Yeah. And so um it's it's unfortunate how quick we are to forget the um uh, the double standard. And I think it's just a lack of humility, which is really rooted in that anger that yeah. has, has taken you know heart of people. So. And, and and also at the heart of it is not a uh, rejoicing in the truth, uh, and a, a love for the truth, right? It's a rejoicing mm-hmm. in wrongdoing and a justifying of the wrongdoing, which love mm-hmm. doesn't do. But um, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I don't think we have to dwell too long on the next one, but I think it's still noteworthy. I think we spent four years being convinced that Donald Trump's rhetoric and his racist rhetoric was the cause for everything bad. Yeah, every everything bad, I think. All things. Yeah. All, all things bad. Um to the to the point where <clears throat> the things he said um I don't want I don't I don't mean to demean people's responses to the things that he has said in the past. But it was treated as if people haven't said stupid things in the past before. Um, Not justifying it. I'm just trying to be, I feel like I'm being objective. I know people think that we love Trump. um, (laughs) But uh, I don't really care about that. I'm just trying to be objective. I've heard plenty of stupid things come from my TV. And I don't think I've ever kind of like, been broken over it i mean you know we we love the stuff we even have on our board here (laughs) but Mm -hmm. something that seems to to be forgotten is just how outraged people were to hear donald trump say things um like uh what was it the chinese virus Mm -hmm. um china yeah now in that context it be, I think the the work had already been done to say, hey, he is um, the atypical or prototypical, sorry, prototypical racist, right? Mm-hmm. Um, he is the racist among all racists, and anything that he says inevitably will have racist undertones. So for him to call this the Chinese virus is for him to demean Chinese people and want to see them maimed whatever yeah, whatever, whatever the whatever angle that means, was that yeah. that last part was my own forget uh, that almost emphasis. every virus the origin is also linked to yeah what the virus is called well uh, and and so what's been forgotten is that well i think that conversation has been put to rest now right the virus 
has originated in China. Did it not? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, especially with this new gain of function reacher. Yeah, right. Yeah. Right. I'm kind of to bed, but it's the readdressing. It's the resurfacing of, um, you know, convictions that people have taken, stances that people have taken that, again, it, it flies in the face of pride. It requires humility to say, I was duped. <laughs> I mm -hmm. listened to things out of context. Mm -hmm. I didn't take the appropriate uh, or the necessary steps to be fully informed before I voiced my opinion. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, be at the detriment of, you know, what social media has enabled us to do, which is very quickly respond to negative and withhold from encouragement of one another. Or, as you said, like reveling in the truth, right? Being being lovers of the truth. Yeah. Seeking seeking justice by by acting in an unjust way is no different than repay, repaying evil for evil. Right. Mm -hmm. That's exactly right. That that's exactly that's exactly what it is. Um that you know and and I've had conversations with people today where I ask questions. Um because I mean I just genuinely ask questions. I know that there are certain topics um that uh can send people over the edge. Like I, I know that. I get that. And I, my desire isn't to send people over the edge. My desire, well, at the very beginning is full stop, which I think, you know, there was some conviction because my, I really only had a desire to like piss people off. Um, <laughs> and, and that, and that, that comes, it, it started from a good place because I don't think people even recognized just how dismissive they were of you. If you didn't agree with them um, yeah. and how presumptuous everyone was based on where we live, everyone presumed that you thought a certain way. And if you didn't, you would be kind of pseudo shunned really. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, I get that. And, and, and so to give uh, some confidence to people who think about certain things the way that we do, uh, but then also to fight against this belief for the Christian that the bond we share can be found on a ballot. Right. <laughs> Rather than Amazing. in blood. That that hey, really on, angers bro. me. Right. It, you know, that angers me. Um, and, and so you have all of these different kind of uh, uh, propositions that are being made that Donald Trump is a racist. And if you voted for him, you, too, are a racist. <laughs> and everybody just agreed with it and treated you as yeah. such. And so we seem to be very forgetful that we, where are our buttons? Yeah. We, we, They're going to put you all back in chains. I mean, what? <laughs> you ain't black. What? And so, so we've taken those out of context, but they're not out of context. Oh, nah, man. That's just the meat. <laughs> yeah, that's that's just the meat of it. We just that's wanted it. it a quick clip. And, and, and so it was so vitriolic, the language around the pr presumption of um, those who are black not ever thinking in congruency with Donald Trump and his policy. Uh, that was so accepted that Joe Biden felt comfortable enough to say, if you have a problem with whether or not you're voting for me or Trump, you're not black. I know people keep hammering on this. The only reason we would hammer on it is because you guys seem so bent out of shape yeah, yeah. over a lot of things that were said. China. In the past. <laughs> um, like, like, I'm sure 70 to 90 percent of most people's home goods are made in China. China. Right. China. Uh, and, and so now, now here's on a personal level, and then we can move to the next thing because it's kind of tied to what I'm talking about right now. Um, 
on a personal level, when I see your posts, when I hear your outrage, standing up for minorities and uh, all these other things, whatever it is, police brutality, whatever the narrative is, and then when I see you have an opportunity to do the exact same thing, it's just not advantageous for the narrative, um, I feel like you don't care about me individually. Because when I see you marching and I say and you say that this life matters or, you know, whatever life matters. Um, and let me just make up a, a hypothetical example. If you guys had a march and you said that black men wearing glasses and black shirts matter and I will fight to, you know, um, defend them. And then there's a black guy wearing glasses and a black shirt who's wearing a MAGA hat who gets jumped by 11 people. And the people in my circle don't say anything about that. I'm going to think like, wait, so you legit don't care about me? You cared about like the politics of it all. Yeah. But as a human being, you didn't actually care about me. So all I have to do in order for you to care about me is conform to the way that you would want me to think. Mm -hmm. And then we can be friends. And if I disagree with anything, then I can be actually be cast aside as an afterthought. And that's what we're practicing here. Yeah, yeah right. That's what we're practicing. Expound on that a bit there. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, so some of the things that <laughs> Donald Trump, one of the main things um, that I'll touch on real quick, it was the Charlottesville thing, right? You know, there's good people on both sides. That was it, racism. Um, that's the worst we've ever seen, right? In, in the United States of America, I cannot believe that he's ushering in this new wave of racism. There's good people on both sides. However, I encourage you to go look up the transcripts of that conversation. It's been plenty of times where most people know what he actually said. Mm -hmm. um, I don't even want to say what he said. I want you to look it up. Um, moving on from there, immigration. That was another one of, um, one of the things that haunted Donald Trump the entire four years um, his policy on immigration, um, which wasn't his policy initially, it was it was Barack Obama's policy. It was one of the policies, one of the one of the few things that he agreed uh, with Barack Obama on. Now I will say Barack Obama certainly could speak about it better. Oh yeah, he's a wordsmith. You know, yeah, I mean he's you know he's a politician right. to the umpteenth man. Yeah. yeah, yeah, we want we want hard working Americans to focus on working hard and taking care of their children. And one less thing they should worry about is. People crossing the border illegally, taking all their hard work from them. Donald Trump's like, build a wall. <laughs> you know, don't let your daughter get raped. You know, and it's just like, okay. Um, but that is, it was a, a Democratic po a policy. Um, Republicans and Democrats supported that policy. Um, but Donald Trump's policy with the commemoration makes him a racist. Uh, he put people in cages also. Barack Obama and to be to be truthful yeah to be truthful it was just a causality of the crisis that wasn't yeah. you know it was a cause it's, it wasn't Barack Obama like oh I hate kids and, and put them in cages separate <laughs> from their families that wasn't yeah. it there was a problem there was nothing to do there was there was nowhere to put all of these people um, there were children coming over uh, from the border trafficked children yeah. brought by coyotes yeah. With people that weren't their parents, and even under the Barack Obama administration, they didn't know what to do with them. So what did they do? They build these little camps 
to at, at least keeps them safe from people hurting them. Um, but then, you know, Donald Trump inherits that. And now he's a racist. Um, ripping children. From ripping, ripping. Yeah, that's the, that's the rhetoric. Ripping children from their families. Um, yeah. But do y'all remember uh, Chris Wallace? He did the he, he moderated the debates. Yeah, yeah. Um, with with <laughs> Donald Trump and Joe Biden. He did one of them. Um, I didn't watch the debates. Really? Yeah, what? he was he was the one asking. He was having a baby. Oh, that's um, kind he, of important. <laughs> he was the one asking, you know, uh, will you denounce white supremacy right here? He said, "Proud boy, stand back and stand by, dummy." You know, he just, you know, he just he just doesn't talk right. Donald Trump. Doesn't. You know, you know what he did there though? He answered it like a salesman instead of instead answering, of answering yeah, it like instead, a, yeah, straight up, right. Just straight up, right, yeah. right, and yeah, we can get we can get into that later, man. I, he should have talked yeah. a lot less. Um, mm-hmm. But this is I just want to play this audio clip real quick. This is Chris Wallace, about a year and a half from him doing these. Um, he's a he's a first of all he's a staunch Democrat. Mm-hmm. He opposed Donald Trump's immigration policy wholeheartedly, um, but this is him. This is him, maybe, it was September 18th. Another word for whipping. I don't think that that the Border Patrol, they ought to be able to find a way to keep people from coming across the border, build a fence. A wall, maybe? Yeah, I was going to say, build a fence, build a wall, have have some kind of a gate so they can't walk across that dam uh, over the um, Rio Grande into Del Rio. So... I just find that clip so funny. It sounded like it was his idea, right? That sounded like he just thought of that. Yeah, yeah. like I was gonna say, right? Yeah, light bulb. Yeah. Maybe we should we, we should try to keep these people uh, from yeah. just getting over your free access. Um, but yeah, that's you know, it's the double speak. It's the it's the you know, as American people, we should we should recognize that these politicians and media they have an agenda. Yeah. Um, and we can look at we can look at things and go, man, we can we can. Like I, I know there are some Democrats today and liberals today that do genuinely care about people, mm-hmm. um, and they're but they're being led by these people. That's right. Um, specifically, Christians are you still using these people to lead them? Right. And so they are lost. These these are their idols. So they will pledge their allegiance to these people and be tossed to and fro, just like they're tossing them. Yeah. Um. And so it's the the <laughs> and and not to mention the, the the border crisis is worse. Yeah, you know uh, it was far yeah. worse. It's, yeah, it's significantly it's, worse. It's insane. It's, yeah, it's insane. Significantly right now. worse. Um, and there's no speak of it. Mm-mm. There's no speak of it. There's quiet. no there's no crisis. There's no AOC crying crying in a fence at a parking lot. There's there's none of that. None of the dramatics and acting. But meanwhile, there are still real people. At the border, um, real people seeking refu- uh, refuge. Some people just seeking to be in, in America because it's a better country than where they're coming from. Um, right? Yeah. Some there's. I was looking at an article that said that um, people from Haiti who have just they've escaped Haiti maybe five or six years ago and they were living in Venezuela or El Salvador and they just decided hmm, let's go to America. There's no, they're not seeking refuge, but they're just like, yeah, I don't want to be here anymore. Um, and what Barack Obama said and what Donald Trump said was, we want immigrants here, but there's a right way to do it because it's fair to the immigrants who've gone through the system. And the system does need to be fixed. Both yeah. of them have said that. 
the system right. is is slow. It needs to be fixed. Yeah. So I mean, I I want to ask the same question I asked a few questions earlier. Do you, listener, have any recollection of the conversation of the border and hatred towards refugees because there's a wall that, that, that needs to be built or desires to be built? Did that fracture any relationships for you? Did you have any resentment and bitterness towards people who may have disagreed with you in their desire to have a barrier on the border to help with the crisis there? If those things, it, were you led to believe that what was going on with the border based on photos of politicians standing there and crying or based on someone telling you to hate the desire to have a wall there because it's inherently racist? This is not shaming you, but it is calling you to action regarding your own heart. Regarding your own heart. And, and don't, don't worry if this sounds one-sided because we got, I, I got something for the right side later on. But um, th we hi we're highlighting these things to show, hey, are you being deceived? Are you being deceived and led by your TV? Mm -hmm. That's what, that, I, I want you to earnestly think about that. <clears throat> Oh, Dan, you're up again. Oh, yeah. The, 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 uh, one other thing. Um, for some reason, this the January 6th. Um, <laughs> uh, what's the word that we're using? The Jan what? January 6th. Oh, insurrection. Insurrection. Yeah, insurrection. that's the word. That's, that's the, the word we use. That's it. So the January 6th insurrection has overshadowed the no. last... To the last two years of crazy riots. Mm -hmm. yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, billions of dollars in damages across the country. Uh, tons of, you know, I think it was like 300 officer casualties, which is a disaster. Mm -hmm. um, I, I just, I don't, I don't know the number on like regular people casualties. Um, but we got we have we have a um, a movement in the name of justice and like no justice no peace like you know what I mean that's the chant you know uh, in the in in the in the name of justice right a, a biblical principle um, mm -hmm. tearing cities apart mm -hmm. um, ruining people's lives and livelihoods and stealing their property breaking in stores. Um, all encouraged by media, people talking heads in media, um, some government officials. Just you know, there's a whole lot of videos of of, of government people. I mean, there's people saying things that are pretty crazy. I was watching an award show, and almost every artist that got up said something terrible. But like, like, when's a uh, Johnny Depp was like, oh, when's the last time an actor murdered a president, assassinated, assassinated yeah. a president, and everyone starts cheering, yeah. And I'm like, what? Is this cool? This is what we do now? Um, yeah. And you fast forward to January 6th and the president was inciting violence. Um, you know, there's, there's, there's a lot of, there's a lot of, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Misdirection mm -hmm. going yeah. on. Um, and you got you to gotta ask, you got to stay on your, at the very least, you should just be asking to yourself, like what, what's going on, or hmm, that's interesting, like something. Um, but you have um, there was a there was a police officer 
in I think I don't even know what city it was. Yeah, I forget. I don't know what it was. You you remember the police officer that got killed? Um, it was this video. I think it was in St. Louis. It was in St. Louis. Um, there was an officer who it was a guy who owned a corner store in St. Louis. He called his friend who was an officer. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. Uh, to come help him, uh, and name is David Dorn. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, David Dorn. And. The people were stealing TVs, you know, they were looting. They weren't, they weren't marching for George Floyd or, you know what I mean, Miranda Taylor. That's not what that was about. They were stealing property. Um, and David Dorn, as a police officer, the guy was, I think, in his 70s, um, showed up just to kind of help his friend wow. protect his store. 77. 77. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, fact check. It was St. Louis. You're right. Was it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and someone shot him over, over a TV. Over a TV. Um, that is a part of a riot over black lives this is a black officer yeah who's been protecting the city for for years um was killed in the city by a black man over a tv because of george floyd um and there was no there was no respects paid his family didn't get paid out millions of dollars um (laughs) you know it it was it's it's a that's a that's a that's a spectacle right there that's a tragedy and a spectacle um and I, I don't I don't think that anyone really even knows about it. Yeah. Um, I don't see how you would. If it's not echoed on Facebook or Instagram or TikTok, you wouldn't know. Um but yeah. Moving on. Yeah, man. Um real quick note on that, man. I think it's we've made it a, a, a custom at this point to believe what reaches our ears first. Yeah. Instead of what reaches our eyes verified. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um and that goes that 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 statement can cover a, a colorful spectrum of topics. No, it can. I was just about to say you the know. same thing, and in a in a, a lot of different contexts too. I think we were even talking about this. I don't know, but Christian content creators who get sucked into that drive of social media creation, and they just want to pump the story first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rather yeah. than care about. The what's true and being slow to, to uh, speak. Yeah. <clears throat> mm-hmm. it, it's a t- if I could make a quick comment on that, man. Um, so I want to make a point. If anybody's who happens to be listening to this had followed the change of my profile as well, um, it was very important during that political season to speak up, and I don't regret it at all. I think, however, it is. Um, left to yourself, you are very, and this is you speaking generally that all of us are susceptible to this, of falling into what on the right is called red pilling mm-hmm. and and being more focused on red pilling people or showing how red pilled you are right. than about the true character and the soul of the people that we're addressing. And so I'm making the statement leading up to the brethren, people who doctrinally stand on the same truth live the same uh live live by what they claim to be the same truth at least professing from the lips and yet how many how many uh professing believers who do openly state and i would even go as far as share fruit of the spirit to to show they are truly brothers that were to red pill you in the opposite direction because of your political ideology 
uh, or because of what you were vocal about. So for instance, um, you know, the fact that I even have an American flag up, dude, I'm, I'm a Puerto Rican. I keep both the flags on me. There's actually a pretty interesting history regarding Puerto Rico and our flag. Cause at one point uh, our flag was banned by the local government. We weren't allowed to have one. It was illegal. And so they ended up hanging them. That's why the, the minute that we could do that, we started hanging them everywhere. <laughs> mm. Right. Um, and so, you know, that type of pride has, that carries into me as an American. I'm a very, very, in this sense, proud American. Mm -hmm. um, so I love my country and people have conflated love for country with love for government. And so it's different. It's very different. I can love yeah. my country and still see the, the, the serious complications and issues that we, the people are responsible for right. as much as we point fingers at the government. It's it uh, what makes the American experiment beautiful. It's a government governed by the people. And so yeah. if the government is in disarray, it is collectively our fault, even if it's collectively our fault that we inherited from our predecessors, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. The people before us. And so in this entitlement era where, you know, I have an, uh, I have an, uh, an epiphany that this is the way that I want to be addressed at this point or dress at this point. And that because of that, any, any, um, any, any statement that's contrary to what I say you have to say about me that's made. And it doesn't matter if it, I'm not even talking about just like broadly about a, a gender issue while I started there. I mean, mm -hmm. it could be to the fact, again, I'm Puerto Rican, dude, before Trump was in office, everybody would, I say everybody again, generally here, they would call me Mexican, dude. They, mm -hmm. I was just another, I was another Spanish dude. Right. right. And, and, and in comedy, it could be used as a joke and it wouldn't be so taken so harshly. Right. Mm -hmm. um, it, it's just something that we would culturally understand. We're a melting pot here in, in America. But to say, to say that as brothers, man, that broke my heart overlooking the last year at the times that I first and foremost was guilty of demonizing people who are brothers in the faith that hold a left-leaning ideology mm -hmm. uh, but that profess to believe the same and have fruit of evidence that yeah. they are brothers yeah. as well as being more i think aggressively people who wear red hats being absolutely disbanded from christian brethren when there is evidence also of the faith and that we are one in spirit mm -hmm. um it was it was no different, uh, no less of cut, you know cutting the nose to spite the face, mm -hmm. uh, and the bride of Christ, which should should actually be like a capital offense amongst us as yeah. believers. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know. Yeah, so. man. Yeah, that's a good reminder. Um, and like I said, we're gonna I'm gonna touch on it towards the end. It's necessary. It is necessary. Yeah. Am I up? Oh, is this me? Yeah. I forget what I was supposed to talk about this, but I think it's noteworthy. Um. I think one of the biggest slogans, if not the biggest slogan of the century, Black Lives Matter. Can we agree? Of the century? Think about it. I don't know. I haven't been alive that long. That <laughs> yeah, it's true. <laughs> uh, hey man, obviously, it's you know speculation. but Sure, sure, sure. But I, I think it would absolutely contest for like a you know, top five that are alive if we were making yeah. hip hop. Yeah, yeah, right. Definitely. Definitely. We, we hey, definitely if you're listening and you have a slogan that can compete, even if you just heard of one, <laughs> if you just if you have a slogan that can compete with Black Lives Matter, send it to us. Send it to us on Instagram, on our Patreon. 
um, just some type of way messages, and I'll share it. But yeah, man, we think about the very beginning of this, right? We think about the um, uh, dispersing of the information regarding Trayvon Martin and George Zimmerman, which I think was a heinous crime. Um, and, uh, and, and, you know, we never really actually get to react to the actual, uh, tragedies. We always end right. up reacting to the, the way the tragedy is, uh, presented, presented, mm. um, cause it's pr- mm, presented through a certain lens. And so to react to the, the reality that a parent's child left the home and never returned is always heartbreak. And then even when you build on those things that this guy was following him and because of his poor decision making and because of, I don't know, his desire to be some faux hero, he uh, ends up killing a person um, innocently who's innocent. Mm -hmm. Uh, And even if the fight ensued and the guy ended up defending himself and killing him, it's like, hey, if you are a gun carrier, then that means you shouldn't be starting fights because you know that your way of ending it is quite significant. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it's just heartbreaking from that comes this mantra that is, I believe meant to kind of bring, I don't know, it's a cry of frustration that says, Hey, we exist and we are important too. for the person. It's not, it's, it was not meant to be a a slogan that represented the thinking of every melanated individual. However, I understood the sentiment behind it. I believe that the sentiment behind the statement Black Lives Matter was that, hey, I'm frustrated. And right now, as I listen to the news, it feels like I don't matter. And I I just want to yell out a resounding truth to meet this untruth that I'm beginning to believe that I don't matter with a statement, a proposition, Black Lives Matter. I believe that that was the heart behind it. And Lord knows that Satan grabbed that thing like a baseball bat. <laughs> Boy, what? Like a Boy, baseball pointing bat. Pointing at the stands. You know, pointing at the stands. Right. It's like, this one, it's like oh, know, bro. I'm, I'm sending this one. Dang, yeah. son. He's like, man, I ain't had nothing like this in a minute. <laughs> oh, my beard. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and so, uh, you know, I don't, I don't think it's need, if there's any need for me to go through and matriculate all throughout the history of Black Lives Matter. But there are some noteworthy things that have happened with them. These founders, these three young women, um, in interviews, one or two of which have explicitly stated that they are trained in the ideologies of Marxism. Said, we do have an ideological frame, myself and Alicia in particular are trained organizers. We are trained Marxists. We are super versed on sort of ideological theories. And I think what we really try to do is build a movement that could be utilized by many, many black folks. Um, yeah, folks was another term that was, uh, I think, overly used in this last <laughs> Folks? Here. The word folks. Oh, I don't know yeah, about that it, one. It, 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 dude, I think that, that might be worth, uh, maybe a listener can comb through and kind of pair that up but look i don't got a problem with the term folks you know that's all folks is something that i've heard for a long time man. Yeah. i don't got a problem with the word folks but i can tell you that it's uh, that was to me and uh, uh ease <clears throat> excuse me <clears throat> excuse me an indicator he's getting choked of, up of 
just you know, it's a little emotional here, man. We're talking about feelings, aren't we? Weren't we just doing that? Um, uh, you know, it, it's 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 almost like the way that a black square was used. It's or like a mask today is used. It is more of a uh, outward expression of your stance without having to say anything. Mm. Like having this flag says something to people separate than what it means which is i'm an american yeah <laughs> right, right that's what it means yeah so this, this flag means right right and so as a matter of fact i don't know if i discussed this on your podcast at one point in the past but did you know that this is a wartime flag no oh man that might be worth something to either to pop in in a post edit um if you darren might want to pull this up on your phone look up there's every country has two flags the flag our peacetime flag should be where the blue is is white and the stars are blue instead of white um and so this has been your flag our flag the listener watching i guarantee even if you 30 40 years my elder this has been your flag forever we have been at war forever Mm -hmm. um and that hasn't stopped i mean biblically again the biblical worldview says we've been at war since before we were born again dude you know we were just fighting for the other team before we woke up and realized that's right you know so um and i think it's very symbolic in that regard that many times we find ourselves waging war without realizing um without realizing our stance in that war because it's based on on an, an incomplete uh opinion so like many times well there's a there's a phrase and i'll, I'll cut back to you guys th- that numbers don't lie i mean dude that's made it in hip-hop songs right mm-hmm, that's in right, business right. okay numbers don't lie that's in the bank ledger when you and your wife you're fighting on if you can get chick-fil-a okay <laughs> uh that's something that comes up uh as numbers don't lie but if you're looking at the wrong set of numbers you still get incomplete data so the mm-hmm. opinion that you formulate like and this will piggyback kind of to the segue that uh, will segue back to you where you were just at with Karl Marx. And it, it's the ignorance to look into who Karl Marx is, mm-hmm. not to just take it at face value. Shoot. They're, oh, they're Marxist. Yeah. yeah. Right. Like, right. What, yeah. What look, look into it. Yes. Like that, that would probably, probably help you formulate an opinion before writing it off as if it's not significant. Well, here's it's what's interesting about that, Joe. Go ahead. Some of that, some of the job of kind of discerning whether or not that's a great thing or a bad thing is being done for us already. Mm. Because what, what, our, what our gracious um, babysitters are doing on the internet for us is they're removing a lot of the statements from the Black Lives Matter leaders regarding their Marxist ideologies. As a matter of fact, even PolitiFact decided to graciously in our, in our, um, grotesque ignorance provide us with a fact check regarding whether or not these people these people are marxists um a, a statement that's been explicitly made by them in interviews and was on their website and has thus been taken off but hey guess what listeners today is a special day because politifact has come in to clear the air for you this is for the short answer black lives matter was founded by community organizers one of the three co-founders said in 2015 that she and another co-founder are trained Marxists. Black Lives Matter has grown into a national anti-racism movement broadly supported by Americans, few of whom would identify themselves as Marxists. In fact, Mm. check over. Mm. Do you feel like your facts have been checked well in that? (laughs) 
I, I would say that it's lackluster a bit. <laughs> I think that it's it's it's, it's noteworthy to, to still give credit where credit is due. And so let's not minimize the fact that there was a correction made on the record. <laughs> I, don't, I, I don't think that we should uh discount that oh, by the way this is the flag right that's the peacetime flag yeah that's the peacetime flag right there yeah you got it yeah i, don't, I have never seen one of those yeah me neither i yeah. know no. me neither okay. that's pretty and sad so, it is i mean why isn't that why wouldn't that be common knowledge yeah you would think um and, and at the end of the day man the, the to to the point about like you know is Getting fact checked does that matter? I appreciate the fact check, bro. By the way, <laughs> uh, to make sure I'm not talking crazy, the idea is, is like, um, you know, when when the it's the it's you know what I'm hearing. It's kind of the theme of keep the same energy. Where's that energy at? Where, yeah, where, that's exactly if, right. If I'm gonna be rah rah about it, you know what I mean. If you're gonna if you're gonna blast my headlines and echo that, and maybe not every or news organization follows them because if if this is any indicator of you know chirp chirping. Then mm -hmm. when one says something, the other one should, hey, even if they don't take credit to say, hey, we don't take back the fact, hey, PolitiFact said it, mm -hmm. uh, you know, they, they fixed the record and just put put the right blame back on them. Um, but the in, the inability to communicate through the same noise that they generate yeah. as far as the system is um, something else that I think falls back on we the people. I mean, mm -hmm. everything goes back to leadership, man. Right. You look at what how the fall happened. That comes back to leadership. Right. You look at you look at everything or the way that news uh, organizations, business organizations, when they fail, people don't quit. I've heard this term. Right. People don't quit jobs. They quit bosses. Right. Yeah, they right. quit the people. And that, you know, is so profoundly true that we actually are absent minded to that principle in our day to day life <clears throat> and the way we consume data and the way that we're willing to again on leadership of my own hey i didn't lead myself and steward my feelings at that time like one word that has been brought up a few times on this podcast is feelings when much of what we're talking about is observable mm -hmm. it's no longer feeling it's observable it's evident and for those outside of the face empirical okay right. so if you need to have a, a, another term and yet to have language weaponized without without firing back with language this is this is a, a huge uh loophole in the way that we accept language when it's cheapened mm -hmm. and accept the new definitions of that cheapened language right without reinforcing what language really means mm -hmm. right and and how to use vocab like i talked to I'll, I'll, I'll say this and kick it back i talked to a professor that's out of uh usc university of southern california um and has an unbelievable uh, like writing system and what him and I were going back and forth on pertaining to like just learning adult learning uh, right it, it, it inspiring the youth that learning is a worth skill worthy trait to pick up like right. learning itself is now a trade skill if I had yeah. to argue <laughs> uh, right uh, critical thinking and the ability to release information as new data comes up since we forgot about it yeah. when new data is presented or if it's represented to me that I might be able to say, you know, I don't really have a job rule or fifty. You can come to the conclusion at some point that oh, here we go. There you go. We back. Oh we hear you. Up? Okay, yeah, we got you. We got you. 
Okay, here we go. We're back. All right. I'll, uh, I'll, 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 you know what? It's probably noteworthy to retract the statement. Sorry. <laughs> no, man, but those are good points. Yeah, man. You know, they're, they're like, they're, they're good points. Um, that energy, and, and obviously, it's, that's not the heart of the question he's asking as far as where's that same energy. We're not asking you to provide the energy. We're asking you, what was the motivation for the energy in the first place? Bingo. Motive. What, what was the motivation for the energy in the first place? Um, because it, today, um, there are people like Sylvia Bennett Stone, who's the mother of a daughter who was killed in, um, who was killed in 2004 and caught in a crossfire of two gunmen, um, who are writing articles against Black Lives Matter. So here we have a black parent who had a black child that was killed by guns and they are against Black Lives Matter. Why on earth would that be happening unless Black Lives Matter, this one sentiment that was expressed explicitly, has turned into a political weapon? Right. Has been turned into a political weapon to divide and conquer. Meanwhile, you have uh, what's her name? Uh, Patrice Cullors, who's a co-founder of BLM, le left the organization to pursue a multi-year TV development deal with Warner Bros. <laughs> she owns at least four homes totaling more than $3 million. Now, is it illegal to go into TV and own property? No. No. However, no, absolutely not. you have gained prominence through having your face in front of a camera after someone's body has been mutilated in front of a camera. So people probably have a problem with that. Mm -hmm. People, people, people have a problem with that. Um, they've Black Lives Matter has garnered as an organization more than ninety million dollars, and you have people like um, Michael Brown's father, who's against Black Lives Matter. Uh, you have this mother. Um, there are some others. I'm sorry. I don't want to go comb through this article uh, and take up too much time. But but this thing that started that said, hey, we want to lift the voices of the marginalized people turned into a heavily politicized organization very fast. Where their statements are talking about going against the nuclear family and feminism and uh, LGBTQ um, stuff, you know. <laughs> It is like, wow, what a Trojan horse. Um, yeah, yeah. And, and if I'm being quite honest, I don't think that uh, it was that big of a Trojan horse. I think the sentiment Christians can have compassion more. But uh, as the organization began to grow, I think that people put too much hope in it. I think people, you know, we, we find yeah. something to idolize. We, we Easily, we find something to idolize. I think what it does is actually um, it. It it spotlights the fact that we're creatures of worship. Yeah, yeah, mm -hmm. most certainly. So, so even even the most, um, you know, like okay. slight left turn here, but the most one of the recent things that the new governor of uh, New York talked about was oh, sending man. out her own apostles, right? Oh um, yeah, and, man. and just the egregious misuse of scripture. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and then um, the contextually inaccurate statement to <laughs> right. send people out as a pop as everything a she said man yeah total backwards and accepted by the at least by the crowd right, yeah, right. you have you have cheering uh -huh. and and 
it, it kind of results back to the point of earlier of you cannot seek it's a good thing to seek justice it's a characteristic of your heavenly father who you were made in the image of even if you still happen to be a child of satan yeah mm. you're still made in the image of god right okay? that's right and so the characteristic of justice is a wonderful thing and i think that one thing a friend of mine said on a podcast i i had on my channel some time ago was that it's about um it's about not you don't have to be a liberal to recognize liberal type thinking in mm -hmm. yourself mm -hmm. for instance i would actually go as far as to say um you know the statement you made about you know is it wrong for someone to go into into tv after uh, no i don't that the capitalist in me says no go get that bag mm -hmm. it, it the problem is is the is the conflated interest right and the and the lack of uh, accountability on that influence yeah and what that influence really translates to yeah. right some would say another you know we have another black executive in business controlling media mm. and 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 the one hand says excellent i would go as far as to even say praise god right mm. more proof that there's diversity in areas that we say that there isn't okay? right 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 uh because the same people who talk about diversity don't don't talk about the lack of diversity in the nba we yeah don't talk about that <laughs> right, okay? right 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 as a matter of fact i was talking to my my, my buddy yesterday about you know uh, about we're talking about Cirque du Soleil. Are you guys familiar with it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I love yeah. it. So uh, incredible. I, yeah, I recommend Florida. everyone go see it, right? Um, but I was thinking about like while we were talking, I was thinking about man, like the margin for success mm -hmm. to grow up wanting to be in a circus and be a successfully paid act in a circus, let alone a headliner. That's 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 not even the the the, the aim here of being a headliner, just being in and getting a paycheck that sustains your livelihood as an acrobat okay, mm, has right. got to be unbelievably slim, that margin of entry. Okay. Yeah. And yet has great margin of entry that is still clearly slim regarding athletics. Pick the sport. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter. It it's, it's, it's constantly focused in on where our understanding of justice should lie. Mm -hmm. And, and again, on the one hand, this will wrap that statement up. On the one hand, it's a wonderful thing for you to have um, to exude a desire for justice. It's, right. a, it's a trait of your father that you deny in most cases. Mm -hmm. The difference is, is when you try to take justice in and of yourself and the way that you believe it should be mandated, you you are you are you are cheapening what justice really means because right. justice isn't going to be partial. Mm -hmm. Justice is going to be as aligning and only standing on the truth. Right which requires there to be objective truth right. and even absolute truth. Mm -hmm. And so if we deny uh, the absolute, it's not far-fetched to understand how justice in itself is perverted and cheapened. Yeah. There's disparity between what the organization say they represent, um, the money that's been garnered, and the families that have been helped or lack thereof. Um, there's disparity. And that's the irony is that a lot of that is on the platform of arguing about disparities. Um, <laughs> right. So but so I, we, we have to wrap and I want to end with this one. I do want to at least want to say this out loud. An honorable mention is Jeffrey Epstein. <laughs> we've forgotten. We, we've genuinely forgotten. You know, we can't, no, you know, we, we can't uh, dive into it right now. But um, that's a that's a pretty big deal. Yeah. yeah. Uh, in a later episode, uh, maybe later this month or early next month, we're going to do an episode on. 
just trafficking and talk to a child trafficking specialist. We're going to start talking about those things because that is prolific in this world. It's prolific. Um, but this is what I want to end with. Last thing that we seem to have forgotten. And I specifically want to pose this for brothers and sisters and non-believers on the right. So we seem to have forgotten that Jesus is Lord. When I think about the different things um, that have unfolded over the past few years, when I think about the different videos that I've seen that have been sent to me that I seek out, <laughs> um, and, 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 and let me be real, like there's some dark stuff. There's some yeah. dark stuff. There's some fake stuff, but there's also some real dark stuff. And for the Christian, that changes nothing about our worldview. It changes nothing about our purpose of living. It changes nothing about our witness. Um, mm -hmm. Meanwhile, I've seen a lot of uh, frustration lingering and continued resentment and bitterness and hatred for people who also don't agree with you. And though this may seem like the same thing that's happening on the left, I think it's actually a bit worse because on the right, there seems to be a free pass into heaven Yeah, because of mm -hmm. your political stance. Um, and there are many people who think because of the way that they vote that they'll stand face to face with the king and, and be able to behold his glory. Meanwhile, desiring no conformity to his image here, mm. surrender to his will here. This is what First Corinthians says, 13. If I speak in the tongues of men and of angels, but have not love, I am a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal. And if I have prophetic powers and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have all faith so as to remove mountains, but have not love, I am nothing. If I give away all I have, and if I deliver up my body to be burned, but have not love, I gain nothing. Translation of that. If I speak the truth, if I speak facts, if I speak the facts of angels, but have not love, I'm a noisy gong or a changing uh, clinging symbol. If I have uh, factual powers, if I have logical and meme powers <laughs> and understand all memes and knowledge and I don't and I have all faith that's so to remove mountains, but have not love. I am nothing. We can st we're, we're still practicing this today. The, the right side feels like the winning side because it raises the Christian banner. Jesus is the mascot. And so therefore. Actually being children of the most high is still degraded and it's not valued. Um, and I'm just going to go into real quick the definition of love and in there continuing on in first Corinthians 13. Love is patient and kind. Love does not envy or boast. It is not arrogant or rude. It does not insist on its own way. That's for anybody to hear. It does not insist on its own way. It is not irritable or resentful. Amen, somebody. It does not rejoice Amen. at wrongdoing, but rejoices with the truth. This Amen. is why right. there are certain things that get conflated on our side, right? Because the children, that Joe, you and I, or I think all three of us were talking about this, the fact that we are a kingdom of priests and a pillar of truth in this world as the church, not as the Republicans or the Red or the MAGA people, as the yeah. church. And so why is that important? It's because there are people who may line up with us politically who hate some of our siblings. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> so so there's a difference there. There's there's a difference there. It, um, it does not rejoice at wrongdoing. This is for every believer to hear. When you think about the list of things that we just went through, 
when you think about the forgetfulness, the willing forgetfulness, the willing ignorance, is there any ounce of rejoicing at wrongdoing? But Paul goes further. It doesn't rejoice at wrongdoing, but rejoices with the truth. Even if you aren't one that hasn't rejoiced at the wrongdoing, do you rejoice at the truth? Love bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Love never ends. This is something that is true, but it is only actually capable by those who have been killed and born again. Amen. <laughs> Spiritually. There is nothing Amen. we have done with our own hands to be able to do this. But if you are one who professes Jesus to be your king, then that means that he is your king, period. That's it. Not only is he your king and your allegiance goes to him, he has given you his spirit so that all the things that I just read, you can actually grow to look like that. That's all right. And we should have a desire to do that. Um, so I hope that that is the case for our brothers and sisters who definitely identify with being on the, what's it called, the Christian right, because it's conflated now. Yeah. Uh, there's no such thing. It's Christian. Mm -hmm. Yeah. There's the church. For those who go against what the church ought to look like, brothers and sisters will speak out and hold you accountable. Not because, not for just wrongdoing's sake, but because you may be walking down a pathway where you think that you'll be embraced as a child, but you could be embraced as, uh, rejected as an enemy. So that's our desire to spread the truth that people would know true peace, true justice, true love. Joe, we appreciate you joining us for this episode again, yeah, dog. man. Absolutely. Absolutely. Thank yeah, it's you. always a pleasure, guys. Hey, just like yeah. any other time, how can people find you? You can find me on Instagram, YouTube, Joey Mugs, LinkedIn, you okay. know, if you're a professional. Uh, and I will close with this last statement, man. If there's no conversion, there is no salvation. Amen. Salvation is not a national issue. It's an independent, individual issue. Yeah. So. Yeah. Appreciate you, man. Thank you guys for tuning in to this episode of Black and Blurred, where you're guaranteed to hear one of two things. Our humble opinion. Or the facts. Holler.